French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. What's going on? It is Thursday here on Play by Play. We're approaching the weekend. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Look out the windows. Bright sunshine shining out of the door. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Beautiful day to be a sports fan. My God, it's a beautiful day to be a sports fan. We've got high school baseball playoffs to talk about. We've got high school track to shout out some men and women who did an excellent job. We've got... um, the NFL draft, the Pelicans are playing, win or go home game, survival game. Man, and we've only got 90 minutes. I wish that we had about you know three hours and 15 minutes to get through all of this, but we'll make it work. We'll talk some high school baseball in this segment, then we'll get to Mike Barba, the South Terrebonne baseball coach at 1145. His team survived the opening round, and now they're going to play best of three against um, uh, Neville. Over the weekend, that'll be uh first team to win two moves on. Then at noon, we'll talk the NBA playoffs. You've got some big games today. My 76ers are in action. Dallas, Utah, uh, New Orleans, and Phoenix. All some big ones. And then at 12-15, we missed Stan Gravois on Tuesday. So that means we're going to get Stan Gravois today for our TGMC Thursday. Uh, so we'll talk with Stan about the Pels, the draft, high school, like all the stuff that you know that, that we're going to be talking about throughout the show. We'll get Stan's thoughts on all of it in about a 15-20 minute segment beginning at 12-15. Then at the bottom of the show, I'll talk about the draft. I'll give you a rundown of some things that some of the experts are reporting. Uh, there's been a new mock draft released today. New Orleans Saints in that mock draft on ESPN.com are projected to pick a guy that may surprise you all a little bit. We'll talk about that later in the show. Then at the bottom of the show, we'll get you all our betting picks. Um, I'll be honest. I'm going to have to re-listen to yesterday's show. I don't remember how I did yesterday uh, with our betting picks, but I'll go back and re-listen to the archives. And I'll give you an honest answer. If I was 0-3, I'll say I was 0-3, but I don't think I was because I know for sure we hit Houston yesterday. Uh, So we got at least one out of the bag. So let's dive right in. We've got one day before we're rocking and rolling with the bulk of our weekend schedule, though we do have a couple of games that will be played today. In Division Two, we have E.D. White, who will be opening up their best of three series with De La Salle today. That'll be at 4 o'clock. So the E.D. White Cardinals are opening their best of three series with De La Salle. That's a 7 versus 10 matchup, 4 o'clock out in Thibodeau. Best of luck to the Cardinals there. We would you know, have our suspicions that they would throw Weimer in the opening game, which would mean, quite frankly, they would be highly likely to win. He's one of the best pitchers in the area. Would give E.D. White such a huge advantage to you know punch that 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 first win and go ahead and and, and you'll get that under the belt if they can make that happen. That's at four o'clock today. Also in action today is Covenant Christian at six thirty today. They will be hosting St. Mary's over at Southland Field. So CCA will be taking on St. Mary's today at 6.30. 
E.D. White will be taking on De La Salle today at 4. Both of those games are home for the local teams at E.D. White at CCA. So it's a great day to be a fan of high school baseball. What I'm telling you is that you could go to E.D. White at 4, leave at about 545, and then go and you know swing out to Southland Field and catch CCA and see a couple of high-level playoff high school ball games. So that'll be happening today. Then tomorrow, the floodgates open. Tomorrow is whenever we get the vast majority of the local action where, you know, the the, the three-game series in, in the public school brackets and then in most of the private school brackets really get into high gear. Tomorrow in 5A, Barb will begin their best of three series with Destrahan. Destrahan is the only local survivor in 5A, and they'll be going and taking on Barb. The, the mighty, invincible, always prominent Barb taking on Destrahan. In 4A, Assumption will begin their best of three series with Pearl River tomorrow. Game one will begin at 4 o'clock. Assumption coming off of a 15 to nothing win against Noma. They'll be taking on a Pearl River team that upset Minden 5-3 to three in the opening round. Not a huge upset, a mild upset. Pearl River being the 19th seed, beating the 14. Now they've got to beat the 3 seed assumption. That's not going to be an, an easy task. Also in the 4A state playoffs, we've got the game that you'll be able to hear or the games that you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. South Lafouche will be taking on Warren Easton. That first game will be uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Then game two, one o'clock on Saturday, and game three, if needed, would be about 30 minutes after game two goes final. So here's my message for the Tarpons, right? We talked earlier in the week about this, and um, you know, we'll kind of elaborate a little bit more here. Um, my message for the Tarpons would just be to go and, and, and just have fun. Like, just play the way that you guys play. I didn't see a whole lot of fun being had against Leesville. I saw a team that was kind of timid and that was playing a little bit tight, playing a little bit nervous. Um, so I, I think that the Tarpons need to, to get back to playing with that free spirit and, and having fun and playing loose. And look, let's, let's get it out of the way. Right out of the gate. You know, I don't lie to you guys. I call it like it is. I think that's the reason why you guys respect me. Tarpons caught a little bit of a break getting Warren Easton instead of Karen Crow. Warren Easton's not as good of a team as Karen Crow is. If that would have been a best of seven series, Karen Crow would have probably won the series four to one, maybe four to two, but they would have won the series. So you caught a break here. Take advantage of it. Have a little bit of that betai in you. Don't be content to just, oh, we got this. We'll just go. No, put it on and beat them 15 to nothing if you can. Beat them 17 to nothing if you can. Make a statement. Get off of your feet. Save the innings on your pitching staff. And look, if those games are going to go seven and Easton fight you like heck, you know, they deserve to be here every bit as much as anyone else. They did beat Karen Crow. But at least if that happens, you'll be ready to go and you'll be in fight mode and you'll be ready to battle. Tarpons beat these guys 11 to five on Easter Eve. In that game, Deuce Sheremy worked six and two-thirds innings through 89 pitches, allowed two earned runs. The Tarpons saw Brooks and Johnson. Neither one was particularly effective. The keys for both teams in this series are going to be this. If South Lafouche could get early inning base runners, they're going to score as many runs as they want because Warren Easton won't be able to throw them out. In that game on Easter Eve, South Lafouche stole one, 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bases. Nine bases in a seven-inning game. If they get on base early in innings, they'll steal second, they'll steal third, they'll be able to then have just ground balls that'll score runs, fly balls into the outfield that'll score runs. If the first and second guys in the inning reach safely, or first or second guys in the inning reach safely, the Tarpons will be able to pick a number from 10 to 20, and they'll score that each game. But if they fall into you know the, the trick of the Leesville game where you only get the leadoff guy on once in the entire ballgame, then it could be a different story. And then you're going to be two out hacking and trying to manufacture things with two runs. Luke Guidry said this to me. He's an assistant coach with the Tarpons baseball program. He said this to me um, probably about five or six games ago. Hell, it might have even been before the Warren Easton game now that I'm thinking about it. And it makes so much sense. He said, look, we're so prolific at getting two out offense. But it's almost a blessing and a curse because, you know, the challenge then becomes like you don't want to have to always rely on that. You know, the key to having a big inning is starting early, you know, and actually having all three outs to play with whenever you've got the runners on base. Because obviously if you got two outs all the time, you can't sacrifice fly. You can't, you know, a squeeze bun and, and give up the out at first to get like you run out of options and then you have to just start getting hit after hit after hit, which is hard to sustain. Coach Luke said, yet, you know, while we're so proud of the way our offense is, is manufactured runs with two outs, our next step offensively is making that leap and having more powerful, explosive, early inning rallies. And I think that'll be key. For Easton, the key is going to be how do they find enough, um, how do they stretch out their arms over the three-game series? That's going to be the biggest challenge for Warren Easton because, look, it's one thing to beat Karen Crow in seven innings. But if they would have had to go back and beat Karen Crow again the next day over another seven innings and then the next day over another seven innings, that becomes a whole different thing. And if you look at their schedule, there are a lot of games that they win where they win, you know, hey, 12 to 1, 9 to 2 type of thing. So they've got some high level pitching. But then the next day, they come out and get hammered. After wins, these are these are results after a Warren Easton win. They beat Booker T. Washington 7 to nothing. The next game, they allowed nine runs. They beat Jennings 10 to nine. The next game, they allowed 10 runs. They beat Kenner Health and Discovery Sciences. The next game, they allowed 13 runs. They beat McMain. The next game, they allowed 15 runs. They beat Carver. The next game, they allowed 11 runs. So that'll be the challenge is that you've already used your top guy. And this is a staff that, I'll count them, they've allowed nine or more runs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 times. 12 times this season, they have allowed nine or more runs in a game. So it'll tell you that they have a staff that's not very deep. So over the span of three games, how do they sustain that without running out of quality arms to survive this series? And I think that's going to be a big challenge. I don't know, frankly, that they could do it. But that's going to be their biggest challenge. So those games will be here on 102.7, 6 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock Saturday, and then 30 minutes after game two if needed. 
<clears throat> also in our area, we've got South Terrebonne, who will have Mike Barbon in just a second. Um, they'll be traveling to take on Neville. That's 6 o'clock tomorrow, noon on Saturday, 3 o'clock on Saturday if needed. I think the Gators, I've said this openly, and I'll tell Coach Barber this in the next segment, I, I think the Gators are, are poised to, to go out there and play and compete. Vanderbilt will be hosting a three-gamer with Liberty. That is going to be tomorrow at 6, Saturday at noon, and then 2.30 if needed. Don't see any problems for Vanderbilt. I think they'll go through pretty easily. And, you know, I actually think I left out someone local. Yes, I did. My bad for this, y'all. Homa Christian is going to play today. I'm going over all the games that are going to be played tomorrow, and I forgot one of the teams that's going to be playing today. Homa Christian will be playing a doubleheader with Dunham today. So that's a game at 4 o'clock and then 6.30. Doubleheader today, and if needed, they will go back on Saturday and play at 1 o'clock. So that's Dunham and Homa Christian. So the next round of the playoffs begins today, and we look so much forward to seeing how these results shake out. I'm geeked. I, I, I like. I'm, I'm so fired up for this because I think we've got so many teams that have a legitimate. Like, it's one thing to go into the brackets and, as a host or as a reporter, like I'll say, "Oh, everybody, you know, we've got a lot of local teams that are competing for the state championship." And as I'm writing the story, I'm thinking, like, none of these teams actually have a real shot. I'm just saying this to be nice to the parents of the players who are listening or reading. That's not the case here. I'm not just sugarcoating. There are a lot of teams here locally who have a legitimate shot. So we look forward to seeing them. Work hard and try to make good on those endeavors. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go to Mike Barba, South Terrebonne Baseball. It's play-by-play -play on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Baby, you a song you make me
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. Go to the phone lines now for the first time today. And we have Coach Mike Barba with South Terrebonne Baseball. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you? Hey, I'm good. We're on our way to North Louisiana and good to be talking to you. Absolutely, my friend. It's always a great time of the year when you're making a road trip for a playoff series. You guys are taking on Neville. Before we dive into that, though, let's talk about your first round game, Coach. You guys beat Plaquem in three to nothing. Get a no-hitter from your arm. I'm sure that was a very exciting game and a good one for your team to, you know, to survive in advance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they came out and played uh, exactly the way we've been trying to get them to play all year. And, and that's normally, I don't know why we do this, but it's normally why, what we do around this time is just we come out and we, we play the game like it's supposed to be played and uh, give ourselves a chance and everybody's engaged and, uh, you know, it's good to see. Good, good win for us. You know, Blackham and uh, those guys were athletic, man. They they swung hard, and uh, we're just fortunate enough to uh, have everything they hit find the glove. Very good. And coach, now you move on to the next round, which will be a best of three series with Neville. Uh, I was talking with Coach Chandler Guitros a couple days ago, and he said, "Look, man, like four A is very, very good, but it's also very, very deep." And he thinks that you guys could play with Neville. He thinks that. You know, they could play with anybody in the state. He thinks Assumption could play with anybody in the state. What do you know about Neville, and what are some of the challenges you guys are going to face there? Uh, you know, they, they're senior heavy. Uh, they got 12 seniors, and uh, they're just playing with a ton of confidence. And They were in the semis, you know, next to us in the field uh, in Sulphur. They were taking on Tioga at the same time we were playing North Million last year. So they, they're experienced in the postseason. And uh, it's going to be a fun battle, man. They, they're very talented. They got some arms. They got an LSU commitment. Uh, you know, they play the game kind of like we play it. You know, they bunt, they run, they steal, they, they do everything possible to put pressure on the defense. Uh, it, it should be a, a really fast-paced game. I said earlier in the week here on the show, is like, look, man, if you could tell me or find me a team that could play a one-run game with the Jesuit, play close to Catholic of Baton Rouge, play close twice to Vanderbilt, play close twice to Assumption, play close to Central Baton Rouge, I would tell you, hey, that's a really good team. You guys, unfortunately, were on the wrong end of all of those results, but now you're in the postseason, and baseball luck usually dictates that those things balance out. I think you're due for a couple of close wins here this weekend, huh, Coach? Yeah, yeah. look, you ain't got to tell me. We, we sat there and asked ourselves why the ball bounced the way it did. Those, those games that you reeled off and uh, – no matter how many times we ask, we're never going to get an answer. You just got to keep showing up and uh, trying to get it to bounce the way we want it to bounce. But, you know, we, we're battle-tested. We play some of the best teams in the state in all levels, and uh, we're not going to be intimidated. You know, I guarantee you that. You know, there's nothing that um, Neville can do or, or throw at us that, that we haven't seen before. And, you know, it's just going to be up to the, us to go out there and, and execute and compete and give ourselves a chance in the end. Coach, I, I wanted to, to compliment you, man, because we called a couple of your games against South Lafouche, and while those two games didn't go the way that you wanted, it, Coach Brian and I were saying throughout the broadcast how very, very good your defense was. And if not for some amazing defense, those games would have maybe gotten away even further as you guys were saving runs, making you know, leaping catches or covering a lot of ground. Was that just a two-game thing, or has defense been one of your calling cards this year? We've been pretty consistent uh, defensively all year, which has been good to see. Um, and now a lot of these guys in spots and added athletes in other spots. And, uh, 
you know, it, it kind of had to be um, one of our main things. We, we struggled a bit offensively this year and haven't gotten to the point where we want to what it can be. But then a lot of you know, it's just trying to figure out how to uh, score that next run to to put us ahead, you know, right there at the end. And uh, it, defense has been, been very consistent for us. And, and you know, it's one thing that is really uh, somewhat taken in. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, Coach, you, you said uh, a minute ago you guys are on the road going to Neville right now. Talk about the strategy there of getting out there a day early. Yeah, look, we're gonna we're gonna go up there. We're gonna take our time. We're gonna make sure that we settle in. And uh, you know, we, we made this same type of trip last year going to North Dakota, so it's nothing new to us again. You know, it is, it's gonna be experience with it. We're gonna go and have a good little practice at the University of Louisiana Monroe and uh, get a good night's rest. Head over the morning, uh, get get some swings in. You know, kind of just explore the park, get a feel for everything, get a feel for the atmosphere, and then. Uh, Go to work at six o'clock tomorrow night. Sounds good, man. And, and look, um, you, you you got the great pitching performance from Arsenal in round one. Uh, how did the the pitch count numbers and everything stack up? Is he going to be able to go in one of the the three games this weekend, perhaps? Yeah, he's a, he's a competitor. Hey, coach, are you still with us, man? I think we lost you. I think we might have lost our connection with Coach Barber there. Uh, in which case, you know, hey, no biggie. Uh, we, we got certainly a lot out of him. Uh, but, I mean, they're on the road traveling, and, and you know, it, it's hard to, to, to get the connection to be consistent all the time. Um, the Gators are in a good spot. The Gators are going to be right there at the end of this weekend series. Um, Neville's really good, but guess what? They're really good, too. So now... Um, the Gators are going to be having to, I think that it, it, when you're the road team and the underdog, it's, it's so important to win game one. And I think that that's going to be the, the challenge there is can they steal that first game? Uh, can they get that one out of their way? And then they just got to go and split on Saturday. And I think that that would be the big, big thing for them to make that happen. But look, let's go ahead and catch a break. We got off track there with coach Barb a little bit. But no worries. When we get back, we'll, we'll make up for lost time. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. 
tickets. Feels like home. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You may think every weather app is the same until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. heard this song since i was a kid it is play by play here on KLEB. we hope you guys are enjoying your day sorry about the end of that last segment <clears throat> we got a little bit flustered there you know we were expecting to be talking to coach barbara for another four or five minutes and then here's what happens you know <clears throat> i'm flying solo here so i'm working the board working the phones you know working the mic then whenever we have a call drop it's like okay well do i call him back and if i call him back then obviously i can't be talking to you guys I'm trying to text him to see if he could call me. But anyway, it was just a lot going on. So made the decision to pull the plug, go to a quick commercial break. And now we have resettled. Um, they're on the road going to, you know, to Neville. It's that's a long trip. And, you know, there's going to likely be a shaky connection the rest of the way. So I told him we appreciated his time. And we'll just get with him after they go on the road and, and get the upset win this weekend. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. <clears throat> Ashley Barry, our state form agent and cutoff. Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs. Biz Power is our middle name. <clears throat> Different Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. 3T Oil Change, home of the drive through oil change. And of course, if a Tarpon player hits a home run this weekend, the oil change is on the house. The Tarpons will try to hit some home runs and have truck foot the bill for the oil change for the Tarpon player that hits it out. Also a reminder, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Lafouche Parish President Archie Chasson, Orm Bar and Grill, State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, Lafouche Parish Sheriff Craig Weber, Down the Bayou General Contractors, State Senator Mike Fazy, and Advanced Eye Institute. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you, tomorrow, the Tarpons will be taking on Warren Easton. 6 o'clock tomorrow. Can't wait. 
absolutely positively cannot wait for what's in store there ahead. So now that I have my wits about me and I actually know what I'm going to be talking about for the next couple of seconds, I want to finish my thought there. And I was kind of flustered when I was making this point. Um, the Gators are going on the road of South Terrebonne, that is, and taking on Neville. That, those games will be in Monroe. And what I was kind of, you know, halfway saying is that it's important for the road team to win game one of a series because it sets the stage and you get that feel-good feeling and you kind of get that belief and that sense of, you know, hey, we could like we could really do this. And I think if South Terrebonne could do that, I think, look, for South Terrebonne, they're going to be in the games, right? No one, with the exception of those two games against South Lafouche, has really like blown out the Gators this year. Everyone that they've played, they've been reasonably close with. So the challenge is going to be you're in the close game. Now, like, just go win it. Just go finish it, right? That's been the challenge for them all year. They have been in so many. Look, South Terrebonne, I'm going to count you how many games they've lost by two runs or less. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of their losses this season have been by two runs or less. They're in just about every ball game. So if they could find a way to do like they did in the opening round and win one of those close ones, who knows? Who knows? And this is a team, and Coach Barba said this in his interview when we had him, this is a team that's kind of weird. What I mean by kind of weird is like they kind of sort of always play their best ball at the end of the year. They kind of sort of are that team that you kind of write them off at times, but lo and behold, they make it into the dance and they find ways. They beat the number two seed last year in two straight games. Got to sulfur. I I just get the feeling, just get the feeling that they're going to be in it. Don't know that they're, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and today and predict that they'll win the series or anything like that. We'll save that for tomorrow. We've got weekend predictions tomorrow. But you just get the feeling that they'll be in it. They'll be in the mix. They'll be firmly entrenched, and they'll be in the mix when this thing shakes itself out. That's the way we wanted to end the last segment whenever I wasn't texting and you know figuring out the phone and trying to figure out how many commercial breaks I had. So now we could dive into what the next segment was going to be, which is me talking about the NBA, and we'll get to Stan Gravel in about 10 minutes. Today we've got three big ones, the 76ers and the Raptors, the Suns and the Pelicans, um, the Mavericks and the Jazz. Before we dive into those, let's talk about the games yesterday. The Bucks beat the Bulls 116-100, to um, and then they move forward. They win the series 4-1, to gentlemen's sweep. The Bulls, the Bulls are in the worst possible spot of which you could be in the NBA. The worst. They're in the worst position that you could be in in the entire NBA. They've got a team that's capped out financially. And they've got a team that's nowhere near good enough to actually win anything of substance. They were 46 and 36 on the season. They have sold their soul to career 
Joe Schmoes like DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic and guys who have good success in the season but who are historically known for not doing a damn thing in the playoffs. And now this is what they are. They'll be the sixth seed every year for the next five years, and they'll never win a series. And that is the absolute, positively worst place to be in the NBA. And that's my biggest fear for New Orleans is that even if Zion gets back, are you really going to make a leap big enough to actually challenge for the championship? And if not, what's the point? The NBA is a league where you either need to be very, very good at the highest level or you need to be really, really bad at the lowest level. Everything in the middle is quicksand and you're going nowhere. The Atlanta Hawks, the Josh Smith Atlanta Hawks, were a perfect example of this. They would be the three or four seed every single season in the Eastern Conference playoffs and would lose in either the first or the second round. There's nothing in that. That gets old. Fans stopped going to the games because they knew, hey, we're all right, we're fun. Like, we can win a few ball games. We'll win 45, 50 games in the season. But when the games matter, we're done. They would always lose to the Cavs. They would always lose to whoever it was with a pulse that would run into them. That's not the place that you want to be in the NBA. That's the worst possible place to be. It's okay to be in the middle if you're young and you're hungry and you got a little bit of room and some wiggle room to get better and make that next step. The Bulls are not. The Bulls are capped out and they have no means of getting better. They're just stuck here. They're going to be the five seed next year. They're going to lose in the first round. Oh, the next year, they might retool slightly, become the three seed. They're going to lose in the second round. They're stuck in this spot. They're not going to drastically get better, and until they tear it down, they're not going to drastically get worse. They're just stuck being a perennial team who makes it and loses to the aces over and over and over again. Don't have cap space and won't have a good enough pick to get better. The worst place to be in the NBA. So the Bucks move on there. Also yesterday, the Golden State Warriors move on 102-98, beating the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is ridiculous, by the way. He had 30 points, 19 rebounds, 8 assists. He was absolutely amazing. I'm a little bit worried about the, the Warriors. They're like Right now, they're the, the top betting odds to win the championship. I don't see that. They win the series 4-1, to one, yeah, but it was too... Too much of a struggle for my liking, especially those last three games. The first two games, Golden State clobbered them. Game three was a struggle. They lose game four. Yesterday at home, game five was a struggle. The Nuggets are without two of their biggest pieces. This should not have been a competitive series, especially once Curry came back and was healthy. The Nuggets are without Jamal Murray, who's one of the best wing, you know, kind of slasher hybrid scorers in the league. They're without Michael Porter, who's explosive, dynamic, three-point shooter, whatever it may be. This should have been a, a, a runaway. This should have been a, a runaway. The Nuggets were not the same Nuggets of years past in the Warriors. Though they got by in five, look, they, the series was never in doubt. I just was looking for a little bit more of a decisive win yesterday. And, you know, now, you know, all we hear is, Oh, you know, these guys are one of the favorites. They, they're one of the favorites. And they are. You know, don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's the runaway. Like, like in the next round, if they play Memphis, 
If there are 100 analysts on ESPN, 99 of them are going to pick the Warriors. And I don't think it's going to actually be that lopsided. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to tell you that there are other teams that could really challenge these guys and maybe even beat them. They're still great, yeah. But they're not nowhere near as good as they were in their last championship run. Not even close. So that's all I'm telling you, is that they're not the shoe-in that, that you know Vegas thinks they are. The, they they're currently have the best betting odds to win it all. And I just don't see that. I think they're vulnerable in a lot of ways. I, I think they struggle to get easy offense. It's one thing to make all the threes and everything. They struggle to get easy offense. And I think that the next round is going to show to be a, a much, much stiffer challenge. Now let's talk about tonight. Tonight you got three games, and they're all very interesting in their own ways. Got the 76ers taking on Toronto. The 76ers are... are quite possibly going to blow the first 3-0 lead in NBA history. They went up 3-0, looked great doing it, kind of gave up game four, played okay, had some chances, just kind of let it slip late. Game five showed up and just did nothing. Only scored 88 points, were awful. And now you got all the whispers. Doc Rivers is a choke artist. He can never win the big one. He blew a 3-1 to one lead with Orlando. He blew a 3-1 to one lead with the Clippers. He blew a 3-1 to one lead with this team and that team. And now you get the whispers about Harden. Harden can't win the big one. He comes up small in the playoffs. He's, he's fat. He's out of shape. He wants to go to the strip club. He, 76ers better win tonight. But as though they are going back home, if there's a game seven, those Philly fans are ruthless. They better win tonight. Because it's going to be the pressure cooker of all pressure cookers if they lose this game and go back to Philly and it's game seven. The whispers and the boo birds and everything and you know all the demons of the past. Philly better win tonight. And I think they will. I think they will. That actually, you know. I'll give you a free betting pick. I think the the 76ers will win tonight. Take the money line. I think the Raptors are playing on adrenaline in the last game. No Fred Van Vliet. I think they run out of gas. But if they don't, and Philly gets another one, and, and excuse me, Toronto gets another one, and Philly got to go back home, you'll be able to feel the tension in that building for Game 7. Pelicans are playing an early game tonight, 6.30, out in the, the blender, the Smoothie King Center. That's 6.30 against the Suns. Win or go home. If you win, you force game seven. If you lose, you're going to Cancun. Um, the Suns are a two-point favorite. There are whispers that Devin Booker will be back tonight. And more than just whispers is that, um, well, let's see. Oh, reading. I'm sorry about that. Re- was reading an update. Devin Booker looks like he's going to be out tonight. Um, even though he said at the end of Game Five that he's back while walking off the floor as the game ended, looks like Adrian Wojnarowski says Devin Booker's likely to be out tonight. Um, so what does that mean? Oh, not a whole lot. I mean, you'll, you'll still be facing the same Suns team. The keys to this series have been very simple. This has been a very simple series to, I wouldn't say handicap because the games have been kind of unpredictable. But it's been a very simple series to like where in the first or second quarter you could kind of figure it out. 
when the Suns role players are gone, Bridges and Aiton and all those guys, and Chris Paul is playing with vibe, and and, and you know they're when the Suns are making shots, they're not going to lose. And on the flip side to that, when the Suns are missing shots, and the Pelicans are able to get down the floor and play fast because the Suns' defense isn't set, the Pelicans have success. And then another constant in the series, which has allowed New Orleans to kind of be in some of these games, is they have such a huge free throw advantage in the series. The Suns really have to learn to guard better without fouling, or this is going to be a pretty short um, playoff ride for them compared to years past. In game one, the Pelicans outshot them 26-21 to 21 at the line. In game two, Let's see. We'll pull it up here. In game two, New Orleans outshot them 20 to 18 at the line. So that's both of the first two games they had the advantage. Game three, let's see. New Orleans outshot them 31 to 27 at the line. And then the last two games, the advantage has just been, you know, a gulf. It's been huge. In game four, New Orleans outshot them 42 to 15 at the line. And then in game five, New Orleans outshot them 35 to 20 at the line. So how big is that gap going to be? If, you know, the free throws are fairly even, it's a huge advantage to Phoenix. Like, Phoenix is probably willing to concede the fact that New Orleans is going to outscore them plus 12 at the line. If that number is actually plus 17, it's a big advantage for the Pelicans. If that number is actually plus 5, Big advantage for the Suns. So just keep an eye on that. How often are the Pelicans getting to the line? And can the Suns do a better job keeping them off the line? I was like, a lot of the issue that I have with the Suns' defense is not that they're allowing fouls and you know at the rim and you know, like they're not committing good fouls. They're committing stupid early quarter fouls, getting themselves in the bonus, and the Pelicans are shooting a lot of bonus free throws. Can they defend better the first six minutes of the quarter, stay out of the bonus, and limit the Pelicans' offense? Because look, if you take away the 50, you know, not 50, but the 35, 40 free throws that the Pels are shooting in these games, they wouldn't score. They wouldn't score. So those are just a couple things to, to pay attention to. Can the Pelicans limit the Suns' role players? Can the Pelicans continue to keep getting to the line? And how much of a factor is the home crowd going to be? Because in the last home game, game four, the crowd was really into it and they were really making things difficult on Jay Crowder. They were really bothering the Suns. The Suns are a very poised, championship-tested team. But the New Orleans faithful got under their skin in the last game. Will the Suns handle that better tonight? If they do, I think they're going to win. If they don't, we're going back to Phoenix for game seven. And boy, what, what, what type of fun that would be. So it's play-by-play here. Let's catch a break. But before we do, a reminder, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by State Representative Joseph Ogeron, District 54, Good Earth Cattle Company, Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Matt Adams Landon Property Management, Golden Motors, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Dufresne Building Materials, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, District Attorney Christine Russell, and Buzz Off tomorrow, 6 o'clock, Tarpons and Easton, just got a text message on my phone. Casey, why are you not talking about the Mavs and the Jazz? They played today, too, because both of those teams stink. That's why. Let's catch a break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 
1600 AM and K274DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. And welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. Casey just clear here. Let's go to the phone lines. We didn't get them on Tuesday, so let's get them on Thursday. It's our TGMC Thursday. We've got Stan Grava on the line. Stan, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Doing well, Casey. Doing well. I'm sorry I missed you just the other day related to uh, being out of town for a wedding. and Actually, out of town again today, Casey, <laughs> as uh, sitting here at the, let me make sure I get this right, Marina Cantina in Gulfport, Mississippi. Beautiful, man. So, look, uh no problem at all. Obviously, glad that you were able to get that time away. Uh, so let's talk about this, man. This is a very busy sports day. We've got uh, the NFL draft opening round. We've got the Pelicans who are going to be playing a win or go home game. There's a whole lot going on. We got the opening of a couple of series at high school baseball locally. So let's start with the with the local stuff first. A bunch of big three gamers this weekend, man. Uh, you know the Gators are making the trip to Neville. The Tarpons are hosting Easton. You got Vanderbilt hosting. You got E.D. White hosting, CCA hosting, Homa Christian traveling, Assumption hosting. 
there's a whole lot of teams that are that are starting to play their best ball at the right time, and I got a feeling that they're going to be a bunch of these local teams who are going to win those three game series and move on to the quarterfinals. Yeah, agree. I'm glad that we're in a situation where everybody's playing the three game series also, because it's not just like throwing that one guy out on the bump who can mow everybody down and then you're done. Now it's a situation where. I think the best team wins, and I agree with you. I think we have a lot of local teams who have a great opportunity to move on. Obviously, you talked about locally with uh, in our 848 district, South Lafouche, I think has got a wonderful opportunity considering that they've sort of seen Warren Easton before and they know what to expect. I think assumptions, just that gym out there in Napoleonville that you got to watch out for. Obviously, Vanderbilt Catholic is going to be the favorite against Liberty. E.D. White's going to maybe be in a little bit of a dog fight, but, you know, if they get some things together, I think they could go too deep in their pitching to get something done. Talked to Joe Tutone last night at CCA. He's a little worried about St. Mary. He said that they're a really good team from North Louisiana that people down here should not sort of look past because, actually, when I talked to Joe, I asked him, I said, how is Opelousa's Catholic going to be? Because that would be his next opponent in all probability. And he said, I'm not even thinking about Opelousa's Catholic. I better worry about St. Mary first. And then you have Homer Christian. They might have their hands full the most out of everybody taking on the Dunham School. Dunham's really good. And Homer Christian going to be in a situation where they haven't played a whole lot of games this year. So uh, if they can sneak one out today, I think they have the chance. But it's going to be tough for the Warriors to come away with a series win. It's almost like deja vu, you know, Coach Barba and his team are making the trip up to North Louisiana, taking on the number two seed, exactly what they did last year. In the opening game of the playoffs, Coach Arsenal, Coach Arsenal, listen to me, Christian Arsenal pitched a no-hitter uh, and, and was, was phenomenal. And now, you know, I, I went over this earlier in the show, is that, look, you're, you're looking at a team who played Catholic of Baton Rouge close, played Central of Baton Rouge close, played Vanderbilt and Assumption four times close, and yeah, I get it. They lost all of them, but it's baseball. If you could be in those games, at some point, the luck's going to go your way. The ball's going to bounce your way. I think the Gators are going to go to Neville and really give them some problems. I don't know if that I'm going to predict them to win or whatever. We, we'll figure that out tomorrow when I make my weekend weekend predictions. But I think that that's not going to be your usual two versus fifteen. Those are going to be some very competitive games. I think Neville better hope that it doesn't go to a game three because you'll probably have Arsenal ready for a game three. If not, to maybe finish up a two along the way. Uh, South Terrebonne's been there before, and this is when they got hot last year. So I think that it's, uh, it's certainly a possibility. Neville's a team that competed in a state championship game last year against North Vermillion. So they've been around also. We say this for every sport, Casey, and uh, you know. And, and actually, I'm sitting here with Bobby Arsenal right now, who keeps an eye on high school football. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. All the sports on high school. It's how a team travels, right? When you have to go to North Louisiana and you have to get either in a yellow school bus or you have to get in a hotel charter bus. And I know that South Terrebonne's taking the old yellow school bus up there because they're going to be staying there overnight. He's you get into a situation where if you're a school, your financial part of this is weighs heavy. and They couldn't charter a bus and stay in hotels and afford it, so they decided to go the yellow bus, the old school bus, and they're going to stay up there so that they can afford it. But how do the kids handle that? So it's going to be interesting. Now, listen, we've been in a really peculiar year this year with the storm and COVID situations earlier in the year. 
So maybe it's something that these kids just sort of see past and it's not a botheration to them. Game one's going to be important in that one. I'm not saying that South Terrebonne has to win it, but they have to be competitive because I think if they go up there and they're not competitive, that's not going to bode well. So after game one, if we see a tight game, hopefully if South Terrebonne wins, I think they do have a chance of winning that series. It's almost like you were listening to the show earlier. I said the exact same thing. I said game one of that series is going to tell the tale, so I completely agree with you there. Let's talk a little bit of uh, uh, coaching stuff here. We got E.D. White with the new girls basketball coach. Coach Nick Snack will be going and join that program. Talk to him. He's super excited, and I think E.D. White, girls basketball, though they had a great coach who resigned, and we're certainly going to miss Marcy, um, Coach Snack is going to do a great job there as well. Yeah, and we hinted a few times on the show. I think we both kind of saw that this was coming down the pike, and Nick and I had been speaking a lot lately. It was just a question of when this was going to be announced. So uh, happy for Nick. I know it's something that he has not wanted just recently. It's something he's wanted for a long time. Because he said he's always been a big fan of E.D. White, wanted to get there, and he's got a newborn, and I think that the plans are that you know, he stays there for a long time, and his child actually goes to school there. So congratulations to him. You know that he's obviously a good girls basketball coach, but E.D. White sort of has that makings of being a really good team, you know, and I think that Nick feels like maybe he could bring them to another level. So we'll see how that all works out. I am interested in seeing what's going to happen with baseball there, and I'm sure we're going to hear something pretty soon because I've been ha- – you know, initially it was just a couple of names. Now you're starting to hear all kind of names, and they're all really good high school baseball names. So E.D. White's baseball position sort of intrigues me as to what's going to happen, and I'm sure we'll hear that really soon. Yep, I agree. Look forward to that. Um, look, man, the NFL draft first round is tonight. Uh, all throughout the last couple of weeks we've been saying, all right, the Saints are going to take receiver and offensive lineman with their two combination of picks. Well, today, Todd McShay released his last mock draft, and in it, he has the Saints taking a receiver, yeah, but he also has them taking a defensive lineman because he says that the 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 rush on offensive linemen is going to be heavy in the first 12 or so picks, and then it may run dry. So McShay thinks the Saints are going receiver, defensive tackle. What do you think about that? You know, I would say that Todd McShay knows a whole lot more about the draft than I know about the draft, so I'm going to go with what he thinks. Of course, Bobby shaking his head no, that none of those guys know anything, but I will say this. If they don't get a receiver with one of those two picks, I would be extremely disappointed because something has to happen there, and, and, and it's, you know, if unless they have something up their sleeve, and obviously Mickey Loomis sometimes does do that. We find out later on that there was a different plan than we all knew. But I would hope one of them is a receiver. To say it's going to be a defensive lineman, you know how I feel about line play. So I don't know that I'd be that disappointed. I'd prefer it to be an offensive lineman. I think maybe there's a couple of names that the Saints have off to the side, and they say, hey, if these guys are not gone, we, we don't care what our need is. These are the best guys in the draft, and maybe they go for those guys. But I still have to believe that there's a bigger plan than – probably all of us know about related to what the Saints are going to do in this draft. And again, I even think in the first five picks, we're going to see some things that are going to sort of blow our mind tonight that are going to start a domino effect. And all of a sudden you're going to see different guys going at different places and uh, might even totally disrupt what the Saints thought was going to happen too. But yeah, I'll, you know, look, if it's me, again, it's an offensive lineman and a wide receiver. 
If it's a defensive lineman, I'm not too upset. If it's a quarterback, I'm extremely upset. I just don't think there's a quarterback worth the value in the draft to do something like that now. Yeah, I agree. Um, Suns and Pelicans, game six will be tonight in the blender, 6.30 p.m. TNT. The Pelicans have fought them like hell. I think it might come to an end tonight. What do you think? Do you think the Pelicans are going to force game seven? Well, you listen to all of the experts around the country saying that the Pelicans are going to win this one and it's going to come to game seven and the Suns are going to blow out the Pelicans in game seven. I worry that tonight might be the night. Uh, uh, I think the Pelicans have to sort of make something happen, and, and I don't know. I think the Pelicans are in a situation where they're going to have to play that perfect game tonight, and the Suns are kind of understanding that, hey, we pulled around a little bit too much. It's time to really get after this. I, that, there's something about the Suns that I think the Pelicans are trying to achieve, and they're just not there yet. It's going to be maybe a couple more games till they get there. Uh, I, I, to say that I would go, you know, to whether it's, Dan Jewell or whoever else and put some money on this one tonight. My answer is no to that. Uh, but I just fear that when we think, you know, and when the national media thinks the Pelicans are going to win it tonight and it's going to go back to Phoenix, I fear that it might not. I'm, I'm sort of with you on that one. Yeah. Last question before we let you go. How was the interview with Arthur Cantrell, man? Did you have some fun? It was awesome. Uh, actually sitting right here with uh, Bobby came along. Of course, Bobby's on the board for the Hall of Fame. And Dustin Roby show our videographer here. He was so gracious and nice. He lives in a beautiful area here in Gulfport. He was so welcoming. Uh, you probably wouldn't know the guy was an LSU great. Could go to shake his hand, and he basically almost breaks every bone in his fingers <laughs> when he shakes his hand. He was just so nice and welcoming. He had one of his teammates from Biloxi High School. So for folks who don't know, South LaFouche High School came play in the Shrimp Bowl here in Biloxi in 1966. Art knew at that time he could not play at South LaFouche the next year because he was going to be too old in the state of Louisiana by, I think it was a few days or something like that, probably about a month. And But these folks here in Biloxi knew he could play in Mississippi, so they said, why don't you come on back, establish residency here in Mississippi, and he did just that. Well, one of his teammates from that Biloxi team was here and talked about him a little bit and uh, just raved about him, and they've been lifelong friends since. Uh, I got to tell you, he's a jewel, man, and, and he is a guy who uh, my first formative years of knowing about LSU, he was the running back there and had actually set the uh, single-season mark for yards gained, uh, you know, as a Tiger back in 1970. So, Really, really a fun interview. I think if people could get out there on June 23rd to this Hall of Fame, they're going to be thoroughly entertained by everybody going in because uh, it's really been fun and it's a great class going in. Awesome. Well, look, my friend, thanks so much for the time. Y'all be careful getting back from Mississippi, okay, bud? Thank you, sir, and we'll talk again, okay? Yep. That is Stan Gravot right. doing an excellent job, as always, getting us all the latest, and I'm, I'm, it's so cool. Look, I, I talk about this now every couple of days because I'm so excited for the summer and some of the things we got planned. Um, you got to preserve your history. Art's going to die. And the fact that they have their Hall of Fame and they give these great men and women the opportunity to um, be remembered and then when you know they're still living, go up and be inducted and give their speeches and reminisce and you know even when it, it was you know they're they're no longer with us and you know we could talk to their family members and share those stories and when you get 
a story recorded, it's there forever. How often, especially in Southeast Louisiana, I feel like we do this more than in other places. You know, you have like a recipe, a family recipe. Like, let's say you're making you know, a tart or, you know, pralines or something like that. And, and like, your grandma knows how to do it. And then she just always kind of does it. And then, like, there's no recipe on paper. Just throws out a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then, you know, it comes out good. Well, when Momo's not there anymore, that recipe goes away if you don't get it written down. So I urge you on. This is bigger than sports. This is bigger. And look, on the show, we're going to tell sports stories. But this is bigger than sports. Like, if you've got something that an older person knows how to do that, or something that an older person has experienced that you want to remember or that you want to share, record it. We all have the technology to do it. Every single human being, with the exception of the few stragglers that still have flip phones, have a video camera on them 24-7. Record our history or it's going to die. So that's just a message. I I talk about this often. I'm not going to beat a dead horse and continue to go on and on and on. But that's what we're going to be doing over the summer. We're going to tell a lot of the stories of the wonderful athletes and games and and all the great sports history. That's what our summer is going to be dedicated to here on Play by Play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm going to talk about the NFL draft. Of course we will. The first round is going to be tonight. I'll tell you about Tom McShay's mock draft. We kind of hinted a minute ago he's got the Saints taking a receiver and a defensive lineman. What defensive lineman, you say? You'll have to stick around and get it after this break on KLEB. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. I like. I told Buddy Miller this, who's our producer here at Coastal Broadcasting. I said, "Look, dude, I'm, I'm not the type of dude who likes to just like do the same stuff every day. So like a lot of our shows, like they'll have the same entrance, they'll have the same bumper music. And look, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not. I'm just saying that I'm too extra to do that. So every couple of weeks, I'm going to send them some new songs, and we're rocking out here. Is what I'm getting at, man. We I could have listened to that whole. In fact, you know." 
I, I, I could have listened to it the entire song. But you guys don't want to listen to music right now. You guys want to listen to me. Or heck, maybe you do want to listen to music. I don't know. But either way, it's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors, Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and HOMA, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting Tarpon Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And 3T Oil Change, home of the drive through oil change. 3T is going to be, um, they're our home run sponsor for South LaFouche Baseball this year. Every home run hit by the home team is a 3T Oil Change home run. So we thank them so much for their support. And also, we've got the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water. This year's rodeo will be July 7th, 8th, and 9th on beautiful Grand Isle at the Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion in Grand Isle, Louisiana. So, let's talk about this now. We've got our um, NFL draft. we got Todd McShay who released a um, a mock draft, right? Talking about uh, who he thinks is going to go in the opening round and where he thinks they're going to end up being. He's got Trevon Walker, defensive end of Georgia, going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's always interesting when teams go like linemen first. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But the Jaguars in a situation where they supposedly have their quarterback. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be as good as what people make him out to be. He was awful as a rookie. Um, and there's no quarterback this year to take. So, you know, either way, they're kind of stuck in that spot where you either got to trade the pick or you got to take somebody. I just, I watched a lot of college football this year. Watched a lot of college football this year. If we're looking at defensive linemen, Aiden Hutchinson's the best defensive lineman in this draft, in my opinion. Maybe I'll be wrong on that. But Aiden Hutchinson is the number one player on Todd McShay's board. And if he falls number two at the Lions, I think the Lions are going to run run to the podium to make that pick. So I, I like Hutchinson more than I do Walker, but it looks like Jacksonville feels differently. According to the McShay mock draft, Derek Stingley will go number three to the Houston Texans, though McShay says number three is where the draft really has a lot of drama because the Texans have not kind of given a clear indication as to what their pick is going to be. McShay says Kavon Thibodeau or NC State offensive tackle Akeem Okawanu is also possible here, but he got Stingley going number three overall. If so, you know, more power to Stingley, but boy, that's a reach for a dude who hadn't played really much in the last two seasons. That would be a very interesting pick from Houston. A couple of notables, and one of the reasons why New Orleans fans may be a little bit nervous is, you know, the Saints need a wide receiver and an offensive tackle, right? There's going to be a lot of offensive tackles taken early, and that's one of the reasons why McShay has New Orleans taking a defensive lineman in the first round. But as he says flat out, they're going to be out of offensive tackles by the time New Orleans gets to pick. The number four pick in this mock draft is Akeem Akawanu from NC State. He's an offensive tackle. 
Charles Cross from Mississippi State. He's an offensive tackle, going number five in this mock. Number six pick in this in this mock draft is Evan Neal, offensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, that's three really quality dudes. Then you got Trevor Penning, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. This mock draft has him going 13. So if you lose those top three, four guys before you get a chance to pick, maybe it is better to just kick the can down the road, get one later in the draft, and then figure out you know the, the rest of the thing from here. Uh, so you guys don't want to hear me talk about what other teams are going to pick. You guys want to hear about the Saints. Uh, Todd McShay has New Orleans taking Chris Ali um, from Ohio State. Um, he is doing. Uh, he was a wonderful player at Ohio State, like tremendous. I I I don't think I'm saying that last name right. Uh, Chris Olave, I believe it is. But I remember watching him play. 65 receptions, 936 yards, 13 touchdowns. Um, tremendous player. Gets open. Good hands. Runs good routes. Not the fastest dude in the NFL, but he's going to consistently be open. I think he would be a great fit in New Orleans. He has He's going to New Orleans number 16 overall. This is where the curveball comes in. McShay, and look, this is according to Todd McShay. These mock drafts get busted up, and like none of this is going to happen exactly the way that it's projected here, right? McShay has New Orleans picking defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt, number 19 overall, the defensive tackle from Georgia. And I can't help but shake what Marlon Favorite told me. I hosted an hour of the sports hangover a couple days ago. I say a couple days ago. Now it's probably a couple weeks ago. And I had Marlon on. Marlon Favorite, former LSU standout, former New Orleans Saint. And I asked him, I said, Big Fav, what New Orleans needs in the draft, bro? And he said the Saints are going to get a lot of defensive linemen in the draft. Like maybe not even just one, maybe multiple defensive linemen in the draft. Because Cam Jordan's getting older, because David Onyemata is on the last year of his contract, Shai Tuttle's on the last year of his contract, you're about to have to pay Marcus Davenport. Like He feels New Orleans' defensive line is a year or two away from completely being revamped, and he thinks the Saints are going to take multiple defensive linemen in the draft. So he is not going to be surprised to hear that Devontae White is the guy projected by Todd McShay, number 19 overall. Um, the commentary that McShay offers is, Kind of what we said. Defensive tackles David Onyemata and Shai Tuttle are only under contract for one more year. So if New Orleans can't find value on the offensive line, it could very well look to the defensive line. White finds the ball quickly and then has the short area quickness to close in a flash. With the additions of Olive and White, the Saints would take a step towards chasing Tampa in the NFC South. So there you go. We all assume, and I said this earlier in the week, um, it's too obvious. Every single person, like we talk about this in Vegas all the time, when all of the experts are picking something, pick opposite because it becomes too obvious. Every single person that you hear is saying, oh, wide receiver, oh, offensive tackle. It becomes too obvious. I think the Saints are going to get one of the two, either a wide receiver or an offensive tackle, but I think they'll go in the other direction with one of the two picks, and I think that um, why it is certainly a possibility. This mock draft has, let's see where their quarterbacks are going. You guys are going to be curious about the quarterbacks, right? This mock draft does not have a quarterback taken in the first 20 picks, or in the first 19 picks. The first one is number 20, Malik Willis, who would go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then also in the first round, um, Detroit would take Kenny Pickett 
at number 32 overall. I'm not big on a lot of the quarterbacks in this draft, but if I could get Kenny Pickett 32nd overall, like here's the thing that kills the quarterbacks in the drafts, right? Is that the teams trade up because they're so hungry for quarterbacks that you get a dude who you probably should be taking 20th, third, and you give up four or five first-round picks in the future to get him. That's where drafting a quarterback becomes dicey. But if you could get a guy like Pickett, who I think deserves to be taken 32nd, 32nd, that's not a bad deal. Like If, if he goes late in the first round, I like that for, for him. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. I'm not high on Malik Willis of Liberty. I think if you could get Pickett late in the first, boy, that's that's a good deal. That's good value. Where I wouldn't want to go in this draft is I wouldn't want to be a quarterback-happy team and trade into the top seven and get one of these two guys. But then you're sacrificing future picks and you're getting a, an unproven commodity. Like, no, that's, not, that's where I would draw the line. But if you're getting Willis or Pickett late in the first round, I think there's value there. But with that having been said, I don't think it's going to go down like that. NFL teams are so starved for quarterbacks, they're not going to be able to help themselves. Someone is going to make a trade and go up, and they're going to get one of the quarterbacks. It always happens. I don't know that it will be in the top 10 or the top 5. Someone's going to get into the top 15 and get one of the quarterbacks. That's just the way the league works. So McShay doesn't currently have that happening. He has Willis falling to the Steelers at 20. He has Pickett going 32, and no real like drastic, um, drastic trade-up you know, for reach. But I, I, I can't see that actually happening because that's never how it goes down. Some notable guys. I'll shout out all the SEC guys. McShay has Javon Walker, number one, to Jacksonville, as we said a minute ago. Derek Stingley, number three, to the Texans, as we said a minute ago. Charles Cross going number five, offensive tackle from Mississippi State, going to the Giants. He has Evan Neal, offensive tackle from Alabama, going six to the Panthers. Let's see the rest of the SEC here. We have, uh, scrolling, Jordan Davis, number 14 overall to the Baltimore Ravens. Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama, going 15 to the Philadelphia Eagles. Kyer Elam, cornerback from Florida, going number 17 to the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Devontae Wyatt, as we said a minute ago, going number 19 uh, to the Saints, defensive tackle from Georgia. Um, Traylon Burks, going number 22 overall. He's a wide receiver from Arkansas, going to the Green Bay Packers, according to this mock draft. Um Kenyon Green, a guard from Texas A&M, according to this mock, going number 27 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be given a little protection to Tom Brady. Lewis Kine, a safety from Georgia, would be going number 28 to the Green Bay Packers, according to this mock. George Pickens, a wide receiver from Georgia, going number 30 to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then finally, Quay Walker, an inside linebacker from Georgia, going number 31 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I'm hearing a lot of Georgia in that mock, so it could be a big night for the Dogs after winning the national championship to kind of celebrate and send a lot of their guys to the NFL. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break when we get back. Betting picks, and we'll take a scroll through the headlines here on KLEB. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer here in Lockport. They want you to know it's important to keep your vehicle running its best. So Calvin Braxton Ford's service department is offering you the works. An all change up to five parts is $39.95 or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire rotation, and multi-point inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. 
Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Got about another eight, nine minutes left here. We'll get you your betting picks. Told you earlier in the show that I would go back into the archives. I haven't had a chance to do that. Just know this. We've had a good week here making our betting picks. Um, Let's go and figure out what we're going to take today. Let's see. A lot of early baseball today, so it kind of skews the the system, so to speak. I'll give you this one, and I'll give it to you with the preface of you better make it early. You better pick this one like right now because the game's about to start in about 15 minutes. I like the Astros, and I, it's a broken record, right? I keep picking the Astros. I like the Astros to cover the run line, not the money line, the run line today against the Rangers. So they've got to win by two for us to win. Houston's better than Texas. Um, We've detailed all the reasons why in the last couple of days. They've just got a better club. They, they They're... In a different stage of their development, they've got a better club, a better team, better pitchers, the whole nine yards, better lineup, everything. And today they've got a drastically better pitcher on the mound. Justin Verlander will be throwing since coming back from injury. He's been tremendous. So we expect him to do well. And we expect the Astros to again beat the Rangers today ah, by about three, four runs. So we let, we like Houston to win six to two, something like that. And the Astros to cover the run line. I mean, if you want to, be conservative and just pick them to cover the money line. That's cool, too. You just won't get as much if you win. That's cool, though. We like the Astros to take care of business. <sighs> I'm not going to give you that one, because I'm going to regret making that pick later. <laughs> uh, I like Dallas today to close it out against Utah. Give me Dallas and the money line today. So just Dallas to win. The spread's only minus one, so basically anything that you do with Dallas, you're just picking them to win. I like Dallas and the the money line to win today against Utah. Um, I haven't liked Utah's vibe nor spirit all year long, and certainly once the playoffs have started, it hasn't gotten any better. Um, Donovan Mitchell doesn't necessarily want to be there unless if they retool the roster. The other guys 
don't really want to go all that hard because they don't particularly like Donovan Mitchell. So it's all become a big hodgepodge of dudes who are really not going all that hard. And I knew that this series was going to be interesting and unique whenever I saw that they were struggling, um, Utah was, struggling early in the in the series to hang with Dallas without Luka Doncic. Now Luka Doncic is back, and the Mavericks have really started to turn it into high gear. They clobbered them in the last game of the series. I think on the road, even with it being in Utah, I think the Mavs are going to get it done. So give me Dallas today. The last game they lost in Utah was a one-point game, 100-99. to Give me Dallas to get over that hump today, and I think they'll win by 5 to 10 points on the road and close it out. There's just something amiss with Utah. I, I look. Let's get it out of the way right out front. Their core isn't good enough to begin with. The Mitchell, Conley, Gobert, Bogdanovich, like that. That core isn't good enough to begin with. Um, but then also chemistry wise, there's something amiss. Donovan Mitchell doesn't look happy. Gobert and Mitchell have had big rumors in the past of not getting along. Um, so there's something amiss there. And actually, I'm seeing here Donovan Mitchell is. Day-to-day with an injury? Boy, if he doesn't go, then yeah, you better run and jump on Dallas today. Let me let me read this injury report to you. Maybe we could figure out <laughs> some breaking news, but this is the first that I see of this. Let's see. ESPN.com tells me that Donovan Mitchell is good to go. Okay, that's what I thought. I hadn't heard anything of him, him being injured. Um, he had hamstring and quad tightness, but he practiced Wednesday, and he's good to go. He's going to play in game six. Maybe a little bit limited minutes wise. Um, so yeah, now that now that we know Mitchell will be playing, that you know, that certainly doesn't change anything with our pick. But boy, if he would have been out or questionable or whatever, I would have made that a two or three unit play to go with Dallas. But we like Dallas today against Utah on the road. Let's see what we got here. One more. Ah, Major League Baseball. Let's go. Yeah, just clear. Let's have some faith in your team. I'm gonna go the Braves today to cover the run line against the Cubs. Um, I think Atlanta's going to be juiced up today, and I think they're going to play exceptionally well. Juiced up because Ronald Acuna Jr. is back. The team has missed his productivity, certainly. But I think more than Acuna's productivity, I think Atlanta has missed his vibe and his energy and like Acuna's a dude who plays so freely and so loosely. He's always, you know, jumping up and down and hitting home runs and flipping the bat and getting getting everybody excited. And he plays with such pizzazz and such flair. I think Atlanta in the early season, in the first 19 games, they're eight and eleven, had become a little bit stale because that was missing. And I think with him back in the lineup today. The Braves will be geeked out. The crowd's going to be fired up as heck, and I think Atlanta's going to put it on the Cubs today. So give me Atlanta as our last betting pick here with the run line, which means, again, you're betting on them to win by two or more. Um, They're going to be facing Drew Smiley, I think, which also helps. Smiley's kind of a soft-tossing lefty, and I think Atlanta, because he was on their roster last year, Smiley was, will be familiar with him and will know how to to you know get hits off of him or get on base and score some runs. All right, so let's wrap up here, uh, going through the the headlines real quick for a minute or two, and then we'll get out of here. One of the headlines I wanted to review, we just talked about Ronald Acuna, who's been out since July with a torn ACL, has been activated by the Braves. He will play right field. Oh, let's figure what, about 10 months since the injury? It's amazing what they do with modern medicine today, man. Those things used to be 
career killers. Now everybody comes back from them, and um, in some cases sooner rather than later. So Cunha will be back today. Nikola Jokic said after losing to the Warriors in the playoff series that he will sign his Supermax contract extension and remain with the Nuggets long-term, quote, if the offer's on the table. That's a little bit interesting, right? Why wouldn't it be on the table for an MVP caliber player like Jokic? So the fact that he went out of his way to say that, eh, maybe a little bit of trouble in paradise, of course. Nikola Jokic's Supermax contract would be $254 million over five seasons. The Nuggets would be foolish, in my opinion, not to offer him that. He's worth every penny of that. Jokic is an amazing player. He's only 27 years of age, hadn't really had any injury issues. This past season averaged 27 points, 14 rebounds, and eight assists per game for Denver while playing on a roster that was depleted heavily by injury. The New York football Giants, boy, this is an interesting story. The New York football Giants have announced today that they won't exercise the fifth-year contract option on Daniel Jones, quarterback for New York. So Daniel Jones will be free to play for whomever he wants to after this season. The Giants are not exercising that option. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is any good, <laughs> and neither does anyone else, <laughs> mind you. But it's I, I, I applaud the Giants for this. How often do we see teams be so loyal to a fault to a guy just because they're afraid to admit that they made a mistake. Trading up and giving assets for Daniel Jones was a mistake. And what compounded that mistake is that I think most people at the time that it was happening knew that it was a mistake, right? The only team that was high on Daniel Jones was the Giants. And they panicked and rushed a trade and ended up getting a dud and gave up assets for getting a dud. But I applaud their ability to admit, hey, we might have screwed this up. Because so often we see teams and general managers try to make it work with their guy to where year after year after year they trot out their guy. Sam Darnold was one of them with the Jets. who You knew right away he didn't have it. But every year there's Sam Darnold back in the backfield dropping back to pass and throwing interceptions. So I applaud the Giants for being proactive in terms of finding a replacement. Now, this if Daniel Jones has a great season, they could still, you know, franchise him or, you know, bring him back or whatever it may be, but now it just creates an option for them of like, hey, we know we've got to be better. We know we've got to be better. So, kudos to the Giants for that and it's an interesting story to see that the Giants are doing what most NFL teams don't do and that's being proactive about moving on. We want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to Coach Barba and thanks to Stan for their time. Tomorrow's going to be a fun show. We'll have Coach Guitros. We'll have Damian St. Pierre. We'll talk about the Pelicans hopefully extending their season. We'll talk about the NFL draft. We'll break down all the movers and shakers of day one. And then a ton of high school baseball tomorrow. We'll break down all the series, give keys to all the series. And then, of course, we've got our weekend predictions. Can't wait. You've been listening to Play by Play. Have a great rest of the day. This is Casey Disclair signing off. Wishing you all a tremendous Thursday. May God bless you and your families. Adios, y'all. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Thursday, April 